fun, huh? Ben, Cookie, me, we're just talking, laughing, giggling. Lost track of time. Usually we're like looking at the time. We're like, oh, it's still 30 minutes. Thought we were <laughs> start about now. <laughs> it's 16 minutes till we start this thing. Show should be over by now. We well, caught it just look, in time, though. Yes, we did. Uh, welcome in, everybody. We didn't say anything uh, untoward, did we there, Ben? You were talking about you, you flatulence. Were, you were not there. on air, so ah, I literally okay, just good. turned you on right when you started talking. Oh, so. okay. Because you were, you, were, you were talking. Who was the guy that uh, you claimed uh, broke wind in the booth that did not? Dan Orlovsky. I, he definitely did it, I think. He, he went this, Ben. This is what he did. Why are you That's so like convinced that he didn't really do it? Okay. All right. You two are morons. Play the, uh, and I mean that in the most loving way, play the uh, clip because I know you're dying to, Ben. And this is the only thing we're bringing this up today, and I will tell you why. Now, the big... First of all, the big the big change is the commitment to running the football. He was having a hard what? time. He had to he had to get that out real quick and then continue going. <laughs> no, he 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 got tongue tied because he went <laughs> like you know if you're talking and you're like blah 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 blah. Maybe his tongue was in the wrong spot and he just I don't no, know. no 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 okay. he he well, yeah. went out. No, so how many years have I been wearing a headset, boys? Probably longer than I've been alive. A lot alive. of years, yeah. Yeah, longer than you two jalopes have been alive. Th those mics are very directional, so you're not going to pick up anything on those microphones like you're talking about. State-of-the-art studio, I want to believe. No, it's not. You can no, pick up anything in there. So we're, we're done with that discussion. Ben will be uh, driving the ship later in the week since I have morning show hosting duties, so if you guys want to break this down like the Zapruder film, Feel free. It'll not, be broken down. Yes. This is the last thing we're Sticks talking about. Pointing at the day. TV, like if, if you see right here, Exhibit A. Back in he's the really line. clinching. Oh, jeez. All right, enough of that. Entirely enough of that. Uh, Pirates and uh, Navy midshipmen. It's the conference opener. Seventeen point favorite are the Pirates over the uh, mids. We're going to have uh, the Houston huddle coming up. Mike Houston joining. Uh, Henry Hinton and myself this morning, so we'll bring you that uh, that there. And if you ever want to, if you miss it in the morning and you want to hear what Coach Houston said, I would say about midday, check out 94.3 The Game's podcast page. Our guy, Busimi, Chris is... Uh, uh, oh, Lord. What would he be, Ben? What would he be, Ben? His, a uh, mentor? Or? Yeah, that's mentor. A good word. mentor. Yeah, that's, that's a good the word. word. That's the word. Chris is mentor. Um, is speaking of flatulence, Chris's mentor is the guy who uh, posts those podcasts. Speaking for us, of, so. wait, wait, wait! Did you just did you just crack one right then? What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? A lot of lot of a lot of stenches may emit from uh, you see <laughs> oh, me man. in the morning sometimes. Oh, so it's it's a little rough. I'm not gonna lie. I hope he doesn't listen to this. He might it, get very no. It's sports. He There's no way he it. listens to this. Yeah. If if we were playing 1980s deep cut album rock, he'd be all over this thing. But yeah, so we don't. Chris, that's just, that's Chris's jam <laughs> yeah. right there. Uh, actually, yeah, I, that doesn't sound bad at all. Maybe, what's his uh, what's his along. name? That's why they get along. What's his name on the uh, Lord Chris? Lord Christopher. Lord Christopher on the Dungeons and Dragons game. That he <laughs> He's got a whole army. They scream for him after the battle. Is that it, right? It was kind of neat. It was kind of funny to watch it. Well, we're playing it Friday, too, just so you know. All right. Well, he's bringing it back. So, Boy, you guys, have a, full, you guys have a full and fulfilling rest of the week. Um, 
So uh, we have Mike Houston today. We'll hear from a couple of the Pirate players, too. Maybe a little Ken Niamatololo sound if we uh, are so inclined to to do that. Uh, ben, any major, although I guess the big story here in the state of North Carolina today is finally the ACC has announced it's moving to Charlotte. You know, they put on this big, uh, I, I don't know what you would do, dog and pony show that they were, they were going to go to Orlando, which made no sense. Charlotte, I guess, makes all the sense, but. You know, it's it's an end of an era. They're leaving Greensboro. So and, is the uh, tournament being played in Charlotte, or is it still in Greensboro? Well, it will the play. Headquarters? You're talking this is the headquarters. The basketball tournament will be played uh, and contested in Charlotte, uh, somewhat on the reg. Uh, I I think the next couple years, I don't know. I I I'm not a. This is this is what you get. I mean, this is, I need to ask Julio this sort of stuff. Yeah, this is like nerdy triangle sports type stuff. Yeah, yeah, because they they fill they, it they, my Well, <laughs> if it's nerdy, if it's nerdy sports talk, yes, he would. He'd be all over it. Uh, Philip the ref Pilkington, uh, Lord Christopher speaks of there. The um, but I think it's a rotation among Greensboro, Charlotte, and maybe D.C. Because I. You know, remember Ben? How they were talking about how great this tournament was in New York. Yeah, yeah. I, and now all of a sudden, this year it became it wasn't so great, and everybody kind of started complaining about it being in Brooklyn. Well, Bayheim used to summer. complain about it being in Greensboro and Dog Greensboro, and then he finally got right, his yeah. wish, and then nobody liked it. Well, no, Bayheim doesn't rarely wins in that tournament. Probably has something to do with it for sure. Right. Fact, he's a so loser that's... and he plays daddy ball, but you know, I digress. Jeez. So that's, that's part of it there. Uh, look, I guess good. The, the AAC made a move that probably made a little more sense going from, uh, where were they? Rhode Island, uh, to, uh, to Texas yeah. or Providence. Yeah. They were in Providence, Rhode Island. They sure used to were. do the, uh, what was it? The lobster the clam bake or the clam no, bake? Clam yeah. bake. They did the clam bake. Everybody went out of their way except for Yukon to go to Rhode Island for the, for the annual clam bake. So the first year I took this gig over, um, they asked me, did I want to go to the clam bake? And my response was absolutely not. Oh man, I would have jumped on that offer in a heartbeat. And then we, and then the next year, I was like, "Hey, we ought to go to the clam baker, send somebody." And they're like, "Yeah, we're not." Uh, no do thanks. That. Yeah. And I would have happily sent you Ben if they were still willing to do that. Send them now. I guess. You, I guess you now have like a. Uh, if they ever go back, I, I don't think they're ever going to go back to an in-person thing. No. I think what you saw on on ESPN Plus this year, because it actually was pretty well done with Zoom and going across the platform. I was shocked how how smooth it and, and seamless it was. Yeah, Mike Oresco was hawking the new state of the art ESPN level studio they had at their headquarters for those yeah. type of things. So I think yeah. that's probably something that's going to be here to stay for a couple I, years. I, I think that's what, they, and, and and frankly, it makes sense. I don't right. mind it. It actually is way more convenient. I think it was very nice, and I thought it was really well done too. Like we were able to zoom in and ask questions, and, and it still showed up pretty good. They do need to get Oresco a uh, a teleprompter. Yeah, he needs a teleprompter if he, when he's reading the state of the uh, thing in the future. Well, he's he gonna need... he's gonna go off anyways. He's just gonna well, yeah. no, he's, he's gonna go off prompter. He's he's there's no two ways about that. He's going off prompter, but 
he just needs that prompter rather than, you know, the the yeah the, on the paper printed out speech. I, I think that that would just be my only uh, suggestion. I'll give him this. He uh, he didn't he didn't hold back any punches in this most recent one. He was going after everybody. Anything that came across his mind, he went into for about five minutes, every single topic. Well, that's what he kind of does. That's what he kind of does. I don't mind that. He gives you more than what you, uh, what you oh, need. Oh, he gives you more than you'll ever need. That's There's no two ways about that. Cookie, we had uh, the we're – speaking of the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference, Cookie, in case you didn't know. Okay. And one summer, we were going to have him on, and we had worked for weeks to match up schedules. Uh-huh. And we were in there, and we were doing a show, and it got to – 5.55. I mean, we kept getting messages. He's going to call in. Originally, he was going to be on like at 5.05. That was 5.15. That was 5.20. And we're going to have him at 5.35. That'll be 5.45. And you got people you got to like mediators that you have to speak to before you can even speak to him. They're like, all right, we'll send you to his office. Oh, he can't talk right now. <laughs> it's like you're not even talking to the guy. You're talking to like two or three people the handlers. in between. Yeah. 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 So we get the – it's 5.55. And we don't leave the studio that night till like eight o'clock. It's it's it just was the longest. That's probably a little bit of an exaggeration, but it was the middle of the summer. And you know the hope was that we'd have a you know pretty good show. We could come back the next day and talk about it. And uh, he what it was it was five fifty five wasn't it been? I mean it was pretty darn close we went, to six o'clock. We went way over. I'm sorry we went to, to straight yeah. out of Vegas because we cut way into that show. <laughs> I don't even know if straight out of Vegas was on the air. Yeah, That's how long yeah, ago. This yeah, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty bad. And it was, uh, but he he t- now he gave us time. It's just it so happened that he gave us time that you know outside of the parameters of the show. So we filled the whole show with more nonsense than we filled it with so far in the first ten minutes here today. Well, Herschel and Walker we had, was more accommodating to us than Mike. Oh, Herschel Walker was, was great. Roman was Reigns, great. like all these big names, were way more easier to to get on and deal with than Mike Oresco. Herschel That's not was live. Oresco. Herschel was live. He was, yeah. I, I think Philip, like one of his first days, he answered the phone and Herschel Walker was on the line, and he was like, "Oh, I bet out he over was that. Uh, yeah. about to crap his pants." <laughs> <laughs> he he, well, he was heard about it out. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Roman Reigns was recorded. Because I was, uh, my mom was convalescing from a surgery, and I was taking care of, so I had to move the operation to her house. To... Uh, y'all had the head of the table on. We, we did, had the head yeah. of the table on. Yeah, we sure did. I was uh, oddly enough, I, I recorded it at the head of the the Johnson family. Kid. Oh, well, hey, there you oddly go. Enough. His whole I fan think... group like flooded our Twitter with like, oh, lights and crazy. tweaks, and like telling all the other like groupies that hey, he's coming on this show at this time. You better tune in and. And that was because yeah. he had not been in the. Uh, there was the, that was the controversy when there was a, a supposed problem between he and the, the company. Yeah, that was when they were thinking he might split or go do movies or something. Yeah, but he had and he, he had leukemia at the time, I believe. If I'm not no, mistaken. He, he, well, I think it was the beginning of COVID, and he I don't know. But it was he, leukemia awareness. That's why he came on. But yeah, I don't that's know if why he, he had came leukemia on. at the time, or what the deal was. No, I think he'd gotten through it. But yeah, but he had. Um, he realized I was at the head of the table, and I think that's where he got the idea. That's well, hey, you need to sue him for copyright then, because that I, I mean, he uses you can't that on be his T-shirt. Lawyers, uh, they've got Jerry McDivitt. I can't, I can't crack that with the small town country lawyers I would employ. Come on, um, I'll represent you. Thank you, Ben. That, that's exactly what I need at this point. You, I think you've got your own matters. You need oh to yeah, I got plenty of issues to. going on right you got now. Plenty, you got plenty of issues that might require some. Some uh, legal assistance. All right. Um, 
Tell you what, uh, we'll get ready to give away a pair of tickets to ECU and Navy. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna do Coach Coach Houston next. I tell you what, let's do the Pirate Cut Player Cuts next. Let's do that. Uh, we'll get to uh, the Houston Huddle a little closer to the bottom of the hour. So we'll be back. Uh, did we announce our winner yesterday? It was Ken. So congratulations to Ken. You can join Ken by. Uh, being caller five now at 252-561-GAME, 252-561-4263. You will be a winner of a pair of tickets to ECU and Navy and a gift card to Chico's Mexican Restaurant in Uptown Greenville. Caller five at 252-561-GAME, 561-4263. Good luck. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it! Or tell your smart speaker to stream 943 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Getting the Pirate Nation home. It's The Patrick Johnson Show. Well, the drive home should be a delight. Here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. And Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Big thanks uh, to Chris for calling in from Greenville, the winner of uh, today. There's someone else tickets. named Chris that won the tickets? There's someone else named Chris in Greenville. It's hard to believe. Oh, wow. Hey, that guy's a real one. We didn't say Lord Christopher. No, hey, we didn't say can, Lord Christopher. He can be Lord Christopher. That's fine. No. <laughs> what are you saying, sire? So, um... <laughs> He's the winner of today's. Uh, this is, this is, this has turned into quite a day. He's the winner of uh, the tickets today. So congratulations uh, to, uh, to him. Um, are we ready for today's pirate report, uh, Ben? And now Patrick Johnson with today's pirate report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, ninety-four-three, the game. Hmm. Uh, we heard from some pirate pe- uh, players today. Let's start with uh, one of the stalwarts on the pirate defense, Xavier Smith. He talked about his mentality going into the Navy game. Uh, we know how Navy plays. Uh, the record obviously does, does not reflect what kind of football team they are. Uh, you know the series between us. We know how hard and physical and disciplined they are. So we got to match, if not surpass their expectations for us. Uh, we're putting on tape where can match any level of who we play, and we just got to show up every week. Same mentality. And he discussed facing the triple option. I mean, the triple option is is hard. doesn't matter what time of the year you're practicing it. But, you know, we have a more older team, more experienced team who played them multiple times, so it should be more of like a repeated thing this time around. We still can't take them lightly at all. And then he talked about focusing on eliminating mistakes. No, nah, I mean, I'm really looking at all that. I just try to focus where my feet is at and you know that's taking it day by day and trying to make up for our mistakes we had in our last games and not put it on film again and playing hard for four quarters and not just the second half all right uh sticking with the defense let's go to miles berry now and uh he tells us what will lead the pirates to a win on saturday at home against navy really uh stopping the run and just 
being physical. Got to be the most physical team, and you got to be disciplined with our eyes and with our keys. You know, they they're so disciplined as a as an offense and so efficient. So we have to replicate that energy and and, and even outmatch them as far as the discipline and and just being more physical. And I think that's what'll lead us to a win. And Miles Berry on challenges facing the Navy offense. Really, it's, it's, it's so repetitive, you know, because they're – but even when it looks like they're running the same play, they're running different plays, you know. So my main thing is whatever the defense is called, I just have to trust my trust my assignments. All 11 of us have to trust our assignments and do our job. And we got to be gap sound because that's that's what they, they take advantage of, one guy being out of his gap and they can bust to a big play. So that's our main focus going into this week. Pirates have had a crowd of 52,000 and then 43,000 uh, last time. The ODU crowd, while good and solid, was probably tamped down a little because of the weather. Uh, but Miles Berry on how the crowd noise uh, has affected him. Definitely when the when the crowd really gets into it and it gets really loud, you know, you want to be very visual with your cadences and, and with the hand signal. So because you might not be able to hear, I might not be able to yell and say, hey, you remember you got this gap. You know, I might just have to do a, a quick signal. So that definitely, but at the end of the day, it, it helps us, you know, it helps us and we feed off that energy. So we'll ra we'd rather it be loud than quiet on any day. And uh, Barry talks about what Military Appreciation Day uh, is all about to him. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it means a lot. You know, those guys are soldiers. They fight for our country on a, on a daily basis. And we wouldn't have the freedoms that we have today without them. So I'm very blessed and thankful to, you know, be an American. And, and I don't even think about, you know, a lot of the tragedies that go on around the world, you know, because I have thousands of soldiers fighting for me on a daily basis. So really show my appreciation to them and I'm thankful for them. Um, and, and it means a lot to be to be able to call myself an American. Now, as a football team, I'm, I, you know, this is, goes against everything that we're hearing this week, and you will hear the rest of the week from the ECU camp, and, and rightfully so, but they are not very good. And they've not been great the last couple of years, and um, anyway. But there's two X factors here. One is the triple option, which ECU has struggled with mightily for different Throughout different coaching staffs. I mean, just for years, the ECU has struggled with this badly. Doesn't matter who, who's the coordinator, defensive coordinator, who's the coach, who the players are. Pirates, by and large, have struggled with the Navy triple option. Uh, the, the other factor is kind of what Miles Berry alluded to there, and that is, you know, these, these guys are obviously trained to never stop going at you. I mean, they're going to play hard every snap and you can't let up for, for a second. But I mean, as far as Navy had eight turnovers last year total when they had three in the first game, uh, they have struggled. Now we'll see what happens with the off week, the open week, because there are no off weeks, as I was told once. Can't stop, won't stop, Ben. The open week, um, we'll see what that does for Navy to maybe have gotten their operation in a little more uh, lined up. Wasn't it last year? They Who did they open the season? Wasn't it BYU they opened the season against, Ben, like in prime time on Labor Day? Yeah, that was the one where they had Belichick on the broadcast because the game got so bad that they called him up and he was on for like three quarters just talking about nothing. But there was nobody in the stadium 
Yeah. Which sounded really, really, really bizarre. This was the COVID, or was this last season, or was this the COVID year? I, I believe that might have been the COVID year, actually. That, I believe that was two yeah. years ago. I don't know, but it, that was kind of the, you know, maybe the moment you look back at and say, you know, ever since then, it had been so great. I, I think it was the last year. Before, year before, they, they might have had a bowl appearance, and for a little bit, they might have been ranked just for a little bit, and they had a lot of high expectations come into that season and got mollywopped by BYU first game of the season. And it kind of yeah, see, fell I think apart it was last from there. Year. I think it was last year. Uh, all right, now to Pirate offensive lineman Justin Webb on uh, how the atmosphere in Greenville has hap- helped him play better. It's been great. I couldn't experience I it's been even more. Like I just said in my last interview, um, I come from about five, six thousand. That's the that's the biggest crowd we had. So you're multiplying that times ten. So it's just hard to not go out there and give it your all with such a great atmosphere and family vibe. It's just it's just amazing. Mm. All right. Uh, more from Justin Red on uh his experience as a pirate so far. It's been great. I couldn't experience I couldn't expect to experience anything like this. Um just the the fans, the atmosphere, everybody just uh, this is football. This is big boy football, and you can you can feel it. You can feel it. You're right, Ben. That was the 2020 season. Uh, BYU beat them 55 to three, and it kind of has been downhill ever since then. Now they beat ECU that year because that was the game where false positive, uh, right? Yeah, the fault. Yeah, Ehlers had the false positive, and uh, it was the first start. Um, for Garcia. For, for Mason Garcia, yeah. the ball off, and we almost beat Yeah, him. he had – it was a real limited playbook, and the Pirates still almost won it. Uh, but, yeah, but that was such an eerie game, wasn't it? There was nobody in the stands, and it was on national television, and BYU just annihilated them. Yeah, it was bad. When you called Belichick to make the thing entertaining, I mean, that's because <laughs> the game was going. To yeah. raise the entertainment level? Yeah. That's pretty that, bad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Navy, by the way, started last year 0-3. Uh, they're – First win came against uh, UCF, but uh, midshipmen were on the struggle bus last year. Three and seven, then four and eight, and now off to the 0-2 start. Um, More from the uh, Norfolk State uh, transfer in uh, Justin Red. Uh, Talked about he was nervous for his first game as a Pirate. The first possession um, of the NC State game, I literally had jitters. Like I was, that was the first time I was nervous actually playing football. So it was a little different, but after the first, second possession, it's like, you realize this crowd is going for you, so you're good. Just settle down and just play football. And he discussed uh, moving from guard to tackle. That's basically it. Um, pass pro is a little different because, you know, at guard, you can kind of get on them fast. Tackle, you got to set back, and they kind of kind of come to you, and you're going against uh, more faster athletes. So it's, it's a little different out there, but I, I just keep trying to work at it and just keep trying to get better. All right, good stuff. Good stuff uh, there uh, from those guys. So uh, I, I like the idea we're kind of getting some different people in the mix, Ben. I, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's not the same people every week like we've been accustomed to. And that's not a knock on anybody. I get it. But uh, I like the fact that we get different perspectives every week. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. And uh, our guys do a great job covering it, Cookie and uh, Philip and uh, New article on the website about it. Check it out. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another fit. Thank you for mentioning that, Ben. Uh, is it one of those with the videos embedded in it? Yep. Yeah, go to 943thegame.com. There's kind of a nice uh, uh, recap in uh, written form with uh, embedded videos from today's press conference, and uh, that's a real classy uh, thing. So uh, check that out.
Hey, uh, you want to, uh, the pirate report today brought to you by QC kinetics. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot of things for people that is nothing short of amazing. Uh, they're providing lasting relief, real lasting relief from joint pain. QC kinetics is the nation's leader in these exciting new pain treatments with advanced regenerative medicine, non-surgical alternatives. So if you're living with joint pain from an injury or arthritis, do not let them tell you that steroids and pain meds or even surgery are your only options. QC Kinetics will use regenerative treatments that can restore and repair damaged tissue. Maybe you've been diagnosed with bone-on-bone arthritis and you've been told you need a replacement. Call QC Kinetics now for an alternative way to deal with the pain. Those amazing protocols work with uh, pain caused by injury as well as things like a torn meniscus or rotator cuff. How about that? QC Kinetics, give them a buzz now. Don't let living with that pain be uh, your way of life. Learn how to re- learn how regenerative medicine can give your life back to you. No drugs and most importantly, no surgery. It's QC Kinetics. Give them a buzz today for a free consultation. They're right here in Greenville, 252-765-PAIN. That's 252-765-PAIN. QC Kinetics, 252-765-PAIN-PAIN. All right, Ben Byram with a 94.3 The Game Sports update, and then we'll go into our Houston huddle today from uh, earlier on Talk of the Town. Thanks, Patrick. ECU head football coach Mike Houston addressed the media earlier today as they prepare for Navy this Saturday at 6 o'clock in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. He talked about they've been preparing since the summer to take on the Navy midshipmen. Uh, we literally practiced uh, against Navy's offense every every practice during preseason camp every day. Um, and then you know, we've been working on Sunday nights just trying to make sure our guys stayed you know, dialed into the game plan so it's not like we're starting cold. Uh, which did help. Uh, you know, Sunday we were able to you know have a full kind of you know at least go through the game plan against their offense. Uh, I think their defense presents its own challenges, uh, but uh, you know we had a pretty good practice Sunday night. Uh, you know, a lot of guys around the facility on their own yesterday watching film, uh, so you know we feel like we're at least prepared for practice today. For live pregame coverage between ECU and Navy, tune in at 3 o'clock Saturday for our Bushlight Pirate Game Day countdown live outside of Town Bank Tower for our very own Patrick Johnson and ECU football legend Terrence Copper. Meanwhile, the East Carolina men's golf team earned a second-place finish after posting a three-over par 291 score Tuesday or earlier today at the River Run Collegiate. The two-day 54-hole event was being held at the par 72 at the River Run Country Club. Leading the way for the Pirates were graduate student Stuart Fuller and freshman Lucas Augustin, who both posted top 15 finishes. Fuller finished with nine birdies, six bogeys, and a double bogey in 37 pars. He ranked among the tournament leaders in par three scoring, par four scoring, and total pars. That's going to do it for your 94th of the Game Sports Update. I'm Ben Byron. Today's 94th of the Game Sports Update brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting pirate athletes. For more information on how to donate, go to teamboneyard.org. Stay tuned for our Houston Huddle with head coach Mike Houston on the other side of this quick time out here on the Patrick Johnson Show. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. 
It's time to check in with ECU head football coach Mike Houston. Hey, let's dominate today. As he prepares our Pirates for another big matchup, it's the Houston Huddle. Brought to you by Healthwise Pharmacy and Vital Care of Greenville. Now, here's Patrick Johnson. Uh, Cookie, I always sound this good, no matter what time of day. Just so you know. Always sound golden, Cookie. Docile tones. Roll out of bed, docile tones. Lord Christopher, exactly. Uh, Every uh, week, we exclusively talk with uh, Coach Mike Houston on IBX Media Stations. For years, we did it here on 94.3 The Game. Uh, We still do it on 94.3 The Game. We just do it... uh, via the Talk of the Town show with uh, Henry Hinton and myself, which is on uh, Talk 103.7 and uh, the new Talk 96.3 every weekday morning from 7 to 9. Coach Houston joins us on Tuesdays for the Houston Huddle, and uh, Henry Hinton asked the uh, question to lead off the interview about uh, Navy, despite the uh, 0-2 start always being a tough out for the Pirates. They are. I mean, you, you can toss whatever out the window. You know, they obviously have not, uh, looked like the traditional Navy in the first two games. Had a lot of you know turnover and uh, procedural stuff in the first game. Uh, now they've played two really good teams, but uh, you know I, they've had two weeks to get ready for us. And you know I think uh, Coach Neamont does as good a job as anybody anywhere. Um, and I have no doubt he's got everything fixed, and he has got a lot of experience coming back, uh, including a veteran quarterback. So. Uh, we've got our hands full Saturday night, and he and he got an extra week to prepare. We'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. I know that kind of irked you a little <laughs> bit. I heard your comments in the post game show Saturday night, but uh, let me ask you first uh, uh, to go back to the Campbell game. Um, uh, Holt Naylor's is just playing at a very high level right now. He he got yeah. the, he got the record for most yards in the conference uh, now in history in the American Conference. He's about to break a bunch more ECU records. Uh, he's just a great young man. Uh, I've enjoyed getting to know Holton over the years. I've known him since he was a kid, but uh, have you know really got to spend some time with him this past summer, and and I I really like him a lot. I mean, he's not only a great athlete, but he's a good human being. Oh, no doubt. And that's uh, they asked me Saturday night after the game just what you know he's meant to this program, and you know he's been he's been a steady constant. I mean, he's he was one of the first uh, people I met when I got here. Uh, I still remember him staying there at my introductory press conference. Um, you know, he's sitting on the front row, the first team meeting we had. Uh, he's He's been a great leader on the field. He's been a great leader off the field. Uh, you know, he's he's always great in the community. Uh, he's great with my kids. I mean, it's he's, he's a joy to be around, and I've certainly enjoyed uh, my relationship with him. And, you know, we went through some tough stuff in the early, early on, uh, you know, he did. Our program did. We did together. Um, but you know, just his uh, his constant uh, positive attitude and work ethic and uh, desire to be great, uh, you know, on a daily basis, uh, has resulted in him developing into one of the better players uh, in our conference, and I think one of the better players in the country. And uh, he's certainly having a great year and had a phenomenal night Saturday night. Coach, he's uh, I think aided by a couple of uh, great uh, performances. Uh, up front, but particularly at the running back uh, spot with Keaton Mitchell's home run hitting ability. And then, you know, Rajay Harris has piled up uh, about 123 yards coming in uh, to the matchup against Navy and uh, and four touchdowns for you. So that duo has been as good as advertised, and uh, it, it does seem like uh, you're getting a little bit of Marlon Gunn in there 
Uh, will we see a little more of Gunn? And could you just speak to the, the Mitchell-Harris combo as you have all season? Well, I think, number one, it kind of starts up front. I thought our offensive line did a good job Saturday night, uh, you know, given Keaton and Rajay and Marlon all uh, running room. Uh, and, you know, and, and really everything worked the way it, you hope it works Saturday night. We were able to throw the football very effectively when they loaded the box up. Uh, when they tried to play coverage, we were able to run the football effectively. Uh, but certainly we've got, uh, you know, two veteran running backs that uh, are a, an incredible one-two punch. Uh, they're different. Uh, they both bring a lot to the table. Uh, they're both team-oriented guys. Uh, and then you got the young guy who's, you know, he's getting a little bit more experience each week, and uh, he's going to be a really good player also. But, uh, you know, we're blessed to have uh, a lot of uh, very talented players at a lot of different spots on offense, and that really helps Holton because, you know, that, that first year we had no run game, and, you know, he had you know he had a couple of guys that could go get the ball, but, you know, we've worked very hard where he's got options at virtually every position now. Yeah, I was going to ask you specifically about the offensive line and part of his uh, ability to uh, complete passes at the rate he is, is he has time. He's also got receivers that have right. uh, have stepped up uh, with uh, Winstead and, and Johnson uh, kind of filling some key roles. And let's, uh, when I say Johnson, I mean Jalen Johnson. And then C.J. Johnson's also uh, been, been very, very good. So you're right. I think all of this is sort of working in concert together uh, right now, and, and the results are – or what you hope they would be, I suppose. Yeah, and, you, and the big thing is just we got to keep our eye on on the team, and we got to keep our eye focused on uh, helping each other, and that's that's the, that's the real key to it all. Because um, you know the ball's going to you know go where the ball goes, dictated by you know what the defense is doing. You know, multiple times on Saturday night, uh, Campbell chose to zero out, and they'd bring six or seven man pressure which would leave uh, one-on-one coverage on the outside. Uh, Holton made the correct uh, protection checks and made the correct reads, put the ball in the air, but you got to have the right guy to go get it, and you got to have the guys that can win those one-on-one matchups. Uh, and then, you know, when they when they chose to play a little bit more conservatively in the secondary, you know, we were able to, you know, get the run game going, you know, because our offensive line did a great job picking up some of the twists and stuff that uh, Campbell was throwing at us. Uh, and then we got guys that can make something happen in the run game, but it's it all it all's got to work together. But everybody's got to be you know on the same page and focused on just you know what can we do to help our team be successful. Coach Mike Houston on the phone with us here. It's our Houston huddle here every Tuesday morning. We do it at eight oh five on Tuesday morning during the season. Coach, uh, let me go back to what I mentioned earlier. You um, you you brought this up on the post game show on Saturday night. This is the third year in a row, I believe. You said that we've played Navy and they've had an open date before our game, and that's not supposed to happen, is it? Well, it's three of the last four years, uh, and it is frustrating. It should not happen. Uh, you know, I'm sure that there's reasons for it happening. You know, one of the reasons that uh, the conference got put in a tough spot with us is having the BYU game so late in the year. Uh, non-conference uh, scheduled game, but still, you know, three of the last four years, um, you know, should not happen like that. So hopefully, somebody's got their eye on the ball uh, at the conference office, and you know, this won't happen again in the future. So, but it, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, 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 you got to you got to play the cards you're dealt, and uh, they've had a couple of weeks to get their uh, their issues fixed and to really focus on us. Uh, so we've got to do a great job with the time we have this week getting ready for them. 
Where do you think your football team is right now? You know, you look at the stats from Saturday night. You didn't allow many. You didn't. The rushing yards weren't great. I think there were a couple of long losses on those two sacks in the fourth quarter. That that quarterback was so hard to get to. But, He's a good uh, player. He really was. Um, but where where do you think your team is right now? Are you happy with where you are? Um, I think I think I we're pleased with the start of the season. I'd say yeah, I'd say that. Um, we have not played our best ball yet. Uh, I know that. Uh, the kids know that. I mean, there's. I told them on Sunday. You know, really excited with the win. Excited with the way we won the game. Uh, you know, you want to win that game in the fashion that we did. Uh, but you know, you look at the film, and you know, there's a lot of mistakes that we made. Uh, there's a lot of things we can do better. Um, I think our team is very focused. Uh, you could see it in their eyes Sunday night. You could see it when they were around the facility yesterday. Um, they know this is an important game. Uh, the leaders on our on our roster are very focused on Navy. They understand exactly what Navy is. Uh, this is one week I don't worry a whole lot about them listening to all you media people that uh, you know want to talk about uh, you know zero and two Navy or this or that or whatever. They understand a, a lot uh, about just what Navy is. Uh, and I, I say that in jest about the media because media fans, whoever, uh, they just don't understand this, this, this team coming in here is going to be one of the more difficult teams we have to face all year. Uh, so our kids are in a good spot. Um, you know, and I think that, uh, we'll have a great week of practice. Um, I, I look forward to having a, an enormous crowd on Saturday night, uh, for the conference opener and it should be a great ball game. Coach Houston uh, with us here as we uh, talk about ECU and Navy. You uh, sort of alluded to it there, Navy having your attention and and the midshipmen with what they do offensively. Uh, you have a lot of experience with that offense. Blake Harrell's coached up against uh, that offense uh, a number of times. You know, when you're preparing for that, how much, how much time prior to this week have you been able to, to dedicate to you know, kind of working on how to deal with Navy and what they run with the option. We spent we spent a full week this summer uh, getting ready for Navy. We spent, you know, during preseason camp, we worked on Navy at practice every single day during preseason camp. Uh, and then once the season started three weeks ago, we've been practicing Navy on Sunday nights uh, defensively. So uh, we've invested a lot. Uh, you know, you can have whatever game plan you have. It doesn't matter what, you know, Blake and I or any of the other coaches know. It's it's what can we, you know, instill in the kids and, and can we prepare them from a look-wise uh, well enough so that they go out and execute, you know, our game plan Saturday night. And it's, it's just it's, it's very, very difficult uh, to replicate what they do. Um, and and it's, that, that's the reason that so many teams have struggled so mightily with Navy over the years. You know, it's – uh, I said it the other night, you know, we've never beaten Navy in Greenville. And I think it's two and seven all time. Uh, fortunately, we got the win last year, but, uh, you know, they carved us up pretty good last year. You know, they, they scored 35 points against us. Tegan Wilk had a uh, particularly, uh, uh, you know, excellent game as far as seemingly being all over the field uh, the other night against Campbell, laid some big hits in instances in that game. He's just uh, kind of an interesting character with the uh the 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 flames on the uh scooter but he's a heck of a a nice young man uh could you just talk about wilk and um you know he 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 really just seems like a a bright young guy but also somebody who just loves football 
He is. He, he, you, you, yes, he is interesting. Uh, <laughs> intelligent. And, 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 I mean, he is. I love him. So, I mean, I, I loved him the first time I met him when he was in high school, and, and it's the reason we recruited him. Uh, you know, he's a very intelligent guy, uh, does really well in school, really, you know, really smart, uh, plays kind of like a throwback player. I think that's why everybody loves him. I mean, he, he plays one way and it's wide open. He's a, he's, he's a, a big hitter in the secondary, even though he's not the biggest guy. He always has a knack for being around the football. He has a knack for creating turnovers, uh, plays with a lot of fire and intensity. Um, he's, he's probably his own worst critic, you know, we, we kind of give him a hard time and we're pretty hard on him and he's hard on himself. And, uh, I just, he's really an enjoyable kid to coach. Uh, and I think he's really developing into one of our better defenders. Coach Houston, uh, we got like a minute left. Um, I want to, want to mention that, um, you know, the, the game starts at six o'clock. We've had good crowds. So we had uh, 43,000 paid last week. We need a bigger crowd this week. I think uh, fans are back. The energy's back in the program. Uh, you've certainly done your job uh, bringing the fans back to the program, but this is another opportunity to uh, get the conference season started and another opportunity to see some great college football here in Greenville. So I hope we have a huge crowd Saturday night. Well, I do too because you just I appreciate the fans so much, and and they they just, they don't understand how much they bring from a positive standpoint uh, to the stadium. Uh, I mean, it's like it's like our student section. Our student section has been incredible the first three games, and 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 they have caused problems for our opponents. Our opponents have had a hard time. You know, they've had several penalties, procedural stuff down that end of the field. It's happened every game. You know, when the crowd really gets into it, it gets loud. Uh, that that's a home field advantage that is you know it's it's you can't measure it. And you know the the players in our program they feed off of our fans. Uh, it just it brings so much. And so as much as, you know, the players have brought the fans back, you know, the fans, they really support the players. And it's really, it's a great relationship and it's what you want. Uh, so I hope we have a full stadium Saturday night. It's going to be a great ball game. Uh, you know, Navy's going to come in here hungry to knock us off. Uh, our kids are focused on trying to get conference win number one. So anytime you got, you know, kind of two determined uh, groups like that, it usually turns out to be a, you know, a really intense, hard-fought, you know, exciting football game. And that's what we expect. Coach, thanks for the time, and uh, good luck on Saturday. I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. That's today's Houston Huddle, presented on 94.3 The Game by Vital Care Infusion Services and HealthWise Pharmacy. And you can always uh, catch the Houston Huddle if you uh, don't listen to the whole thing on uh, our show or if you miss it in the mornings. Somewhere in between, you can catch it, 94.3thegame.com. Just go to the Houston Huddle podcast page. Uh, we got a little time. We'll do a little Hold My Beer next. How about that? Stay with us. Girls never looked at me. Why should they? More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. On your flagship home of pirate football. 94.3 The Game. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. Do you have something you need to get off your chest? Get off your chest. I am not here for rage. I'm here for revenge. Did your favorite team blow another game? They are who we thought they were. 
and we let him off the hook. Or is there just something that's driving you crazy? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to let it all out. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. With another edition of Hold My Beer. Hold my beer. Ah, we haven't done it in a while. This is good. This is good. Um, I'm just going to say it. App State. That's that's what's grinding my gear. App State, the whole App State thing. Our guys at Big Game Boomer have them on uh, upset alert with JMU. They're on like a little mini uh, Mike Houston tour this next couple of weeks. I got JMU and Citadel the next couple of weeks. But, of course, they're playing them in Boone at 330. And, and it's really their fans. Yeah. Yeah. It's fans really their fans. We don't, ha- we don't have time to play the highlight because, I mean, and we'll, so it's, it's Save you a headache. Yeah. So oh, save your ears. All right, Ben, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to say be good. Matt ruined the Panthers. I want him fired. I want him gone. He made my team the laughing stock of the league. Uh, I think we're very talented and we're the worst team in the league now, uh, be- solely because of his coaching. Uh, using 17 <laughs> games as a sample size here, uh, his most recent wins are against Houston, Atlanta, and Arizona of Colt McCoy. This guy's a bum. Get him out of here. He needs to go coach at Nebraska. You quoted to me he was 0-11 at Baylor against ranked teams. Now, I get that. But in fairness, when he took over Baylor, they that was that thing was a dumpster fire. He he did turn that around. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I think, but, he yeah. Is, but he's been atrocious. And he's, and he's supposedly in the legit list of names, not in the Dave Doran list of names so his agent can get wow. Dave Doran a raise. But, like, he's in the legit list of names for the Nebraska job. Ah. That that's that's actually pretty surprising, I guess. He's a good college coach. Yeah, he's a good, yeah he's pretty much turned things Who, around everywhere. Who's he's the best college? Who's the best college football coach right now, Ben or Cookie? Who do you? Cookie, uh, who do you Nick think? Saban. Saban. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was Saban Mike in the Houston. pros? Uh, not very good with the Dolphins. Yeah. He was, right. He was Saban was Saban was a failure in the pros. Uh, Spurrier was a failure in the pros. Great college coach. Yeah. And I don't think Matt Rule was the best available college coach to hire in the NFL, so just the whole deal didn't really make sense from the start. But I was willing to give him a chance. He sucks. Time to let him. Oh. Time to go. And he says we're close after losing to a bad Giants team with Daniel Jones well, and a bad, a not very good Browns team with Jacoby Brissett. So it is the NFL by design is scheduled because they want you to watch, so it's supposed to be close. Yeah. All right. Can I get my hold my beer in real quick? Before really we, quick. Okay. Really quick. The my beloved McChicken from McDonald's, right? <laughs> Used to be a dollar and seven cents, is now over two dollars. What in the world is going on? Are you aware of global events and inflation, Cookie? <laughs> he care. Are you aware? Are I, you that, aware that, that should not apply. That should not apply to the McChicken. I feel like the McChicken is like solidified one dollar. Like that's the perfect, you know. Should be a dollar menu. It should be. I, a, yes, correct. Yeah, not the case. That was actually a good hold my beer cookie, but you know. Get it right, McDonald's. No, it's look, old Joe in the Joe in the White House. Cookie actually lives off McDonald's. Believe it. I love some McDonald's now. Does it? Let me see if I got enough time to get this up here. Yeah, I'll tell you what it is, Cookie. Joe Flation. Okay, yeah. Thanks to Coach Houston. Thanks to Cookie. Thanks to Ben, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. A preview of the President's Cup. And a lot more. We'll hear from Coach Houston, Ken Niamatololo. Easy for me to say. Catch you tomorrow.